underneath these goals, underneath the wanting, underneath the desiring, is an intention. And for almost every person on this planet, the intention is to feel good. You want more quality time with your spouse because that creates connection and intimacy and that feels good. You want the kids to have structure and responsibilities and bedtimes and help out with chores because that creates more space around you and space, spaciousness feels good. Where would you take your life if you knew you could not fail? I get it. As a stepmom, mom, and entrepreneur, sometimes it can feel like what everyone else expects of you versus what you dream about for yourself are on opposite ends of the spectrum. As a woman, you're taught from a very young age what society thinks you're worth based on how you look, how you behave, and how much money you're allowed to bring in. But I'm here to show you that you can be the woman who has it all and not just on the outside. I'm Brittany Lynch, and you are the queen of your castle. Hello, hello, hello. Welcome to another episode of the queen of your castle podcast. I'm your host, Brittany Lynch, coming at you with a solo jam. It's been a while. It's been a while since I've done a solo jam on the show. Um, To be frank, I've had a, if there's little kids in the vehicle plug their ears I've had a metric shit ton going on in my personal life um really since since uh August back in August at the end of August when I had my unexpected surgery I've really felt like I've just been playing this really intense game of of catch up um and I'm trying to get as caught up as possible before little baby P makes their entrance, which is also right around the corner. I'm trying to hashtag not freaking out. <laughs> uh, and I'm also trying to get caught up with everything in a way that's not going to completely burn me out. Because Lord knows that I've made that mistake a gazillion times where I try and catch myself up with work things at the expense of my mental health and my physical health and my relational health. So, you know, once burned, twice shy, more like five million times burned for me, five million and one times shy. Try to learn from my mistakes here, people. This is a new leaf we're turning. So my my intention for 2022 boiled down into one single word, is spacious, spaciousness. So for as many responsibilities as I may have right now on my horizon and in my day-to-day life, my priority is really to sustain a significant amount of space around myself, around my wellness, around my relationships, so as not to continue to repeat my cycle of burnout that I have gotten into more times than I can count genuinely. Also spaciousness feels good. It feels really good to have space and 
time and close the computer at 4.30 and not open it again until the next day at nine. You know, it feels, it feels good to have, to have space in life for whatever, even if that's laying down and doing nothing, right? Like I, I find myself taking breaks between work tasks where I'll just go up to my bed and I will just lay there and do nothing like absolutely nothing for five minutes or 10 minutes or however long I feel like I need to space spaciousness I'm in a season of life right now that and 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 don't get me wrong I'm 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 super grateful for my life right now um and I'm grateful for it and it also demands a lot of my time and a lot of my attention and a lot of my resources like my emotional resources my physical resources my psychological resources Uh, and while the responsibility can feel really overwhelming at times when I choose to get into overwhelm because overwhelm is a choice but when I choose to get into overwhelm the the potential is certainly there for me um but i'm also in this season of life and i'm aware of the fact that i really most definitely wouldn't have been able to navigate this i wouldn't have been able to keep my head above water even a couple of years ago and that's really an important theme for this episode this theme of becoming an energetic match to the life that you want before you have the life that you want because this life that I have now you know with this successful business that has reached officially reached tens of thousands of stepmoms and rippled to tens of thousands of spouses and stepkids this literal dream business that I've manifested that I pour my heart and my soul into that I love so much. Plus, you know, this dream, dreamy dream boat husband that I have who is the most amazing partner and the most amazing dad. Our dream home that we're building right now with my fireplace and my bathtub. So I'm, I'm so excited about that. And we literally have 2.2, we literally have 2.2 kids. Like we're such a statistic. I'm not, I'm not saying like, oh, look how pretty and perfect my life is on the outside to be braggadocious. Like that's not what, that's not about, this isn't about an ego trip. This isn't about me saying like, look at all these things that I have. I just want to illustrate the contrast between now and only a handful of years ago when none of this existed. My relationship was hanging on by a thread. I felt personally victimized by a seven-year-old and his mother. My dream life didn't exist back then because in no way, shape, or form was I an energetic match to the life that I live today. My dream life didn't exist back then because in no way, shape, or form had I created the intentions for that life. And maybe you've even been there at some point along your own journey where this concept of your dream life seems so unattainable and unreachable and impossible that it's hard to even allow yourself this time or space to dream into your intentions. 
let alone setting the wheels in motion to get to this place. So I, I really, I really do very intimately understand, um, this predicament where what you think that you want your life to look like and what your life actually looks like are really different. Um, and I get it right because back then I didn't have access to the resilience or the boundary skills or the personal relationship with myself, with my higher self that I very gratefully have access to now. I've been given everything in my life now that I have A, intended and B, that I've become an energetic match to at this stage in the game. And a really massive, 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 massive part of that evolution has required me uh, to become a completely, completely different version of myself than the version of me that I was when I first became a stepmom. When I worked at a job that I despised where I felt trapped and stuck and unfulfilled, but I stayed because of this perceived safety of a paycheck and a pension and benefits while I was drinking my body weight and alcohol every month to escape how I felt about my stepfamily and my life and my unfulfillment and all of that stuff. So at that time in my life, when that's what my life looked like, that's exactly what I was an energetic match to. And I want to make it explicitly clear that there was nothing wrong with that version of me. I'm not, I'm not bringing up this, this old past version of me to make it wrong. Um, and I certainly didn't, at the same time, I didn't have the capacity to extend this energetic commitment to 100 people at a time like I currently have to in my present reality. So at that previous stage in the game, I was still showing up for myself in the best way that I could. And I love that version of myself very deeply. I have a lot of compassion for that version of her, me. But if I had the capacity or the capabilities to be or do or have anything in my life other than sadness and hopelessness and just getting by and wishing my days away, then I would have had something different. When stepmoms show up on my my virtual doorstep and they feel like that past version of me used to feel, like that broken and burnt out and hopeless feeling version that I am very familiar with, there's one very specific reason that their dream lives haven't manifested for them yet. And that is because they haven't yet done the work required to be an energetic match to the life that they dream of. Full stop. That's it. It's that simple. What am I talking about? What am I talking about becoming an energetic match? What does that mean? So most burnt out and resentful and disconnected stepmoms make this really depressing mistake of focusing on everything that's wrong with their stepfamilies, which results in those stepmoms becoming an energetic match to everything that's wrong 
aka they are energetically matching themselves up with their worst case scenario. While the few fulfilled and connected and happy, actually happy stepmoms all get clear on their intentions, what they intend for their lives to look like, resulting in them becoming an energetic match to the best case scenario. And inevitably, because they are energetically matched with their best case scenario, their best case scenario manifests in their physical reality. This is how dreams come true, yeah? So if you're focusing, for example, if you're focusing on how rude the kids are, on how big of a biznatch the ex is, on how irresponsible your spouse is, how overbearing your in-laws are. I'm going to feel the weight of that in your body, yeah? Like as we just pretend this is you, if it's not, pretend this is you. If you say to yourself, these kids are awful, their other parent is a terrible parent who never does anything right, my spouse is incompetent when it comes to parenting, so I need to step in and rescue all the time, otherwise nothing's going to get done. My life sucks. I'm trapped here. I'm never going to get to do anything for myself. How does that feel in your body? Regardless of how many of those examples are true for you, how does it feel in your body to hear those things said out loud? For me, it feels really heavy, feels really depressing, feels really overwhelming. I'm pretty sad. But on the other hand, if you, with the exact same set of circumstances, pretend there's nothing different about these circumstances. If you have the exact same set of problems, but instead you choose to say things like, relationships change every day, and I trust in the potential of creating connection and intimacy and safety in all of my stepfamily relationships. I deserve everything that's pure and good in this world. And I wish all that's pure and good to all living beings. I'm compassionate to the imperfect nature of humanness. I choose empathy over judgment. How does that feel in contrast? Just suspend your disbelief for a moment. Suspend your yeah right voice for a moment. Tell it to shush. And just examine how that feels in your body by contrast. What do you notice in contrast when we go with that different different standpoint? Personally, you know, I notice a sense of lightness and hope and happiness and, and peace. So if none of these really light and hopeful or happy or peaceful intentions have manifested for you in your own life, in your own stepfamily yet. But that's where you choose to direct your attention. You direct your attention toward the intention of their creation. Then you have become an energetic match to those intentions. And the universe must deliver a physical reality that matches your energy. So in other words... You can dream about having connected and intimate stepfamily relationships. You can dream about taking your life back and creating a reality where you feel fulfilled and confident. 
We can long for and ache for and beg for a house that feels safe and welcoming and respectful and peaceful. But until you have one, clearly discerned your intentions and two, become an energetic match to those intentions. I'm sorry to say it, but your dreams will never manifest for you into your physical reality. So a couple of weeks ago inside of the stepmom story, which if you don't know already, um, your stepmom story is an online support community for stepmoms who want more intimate, more connected, less stressful step family relationships so that they can enjoy more fulfillment in their personal lives. And we teach you how to navigate some of the most complex step family dynamics by helping you cultivate a really beautiful level of self-awareness and combining that self-awareness with evidence-based research on how to happily blend step families. So inside the step story, I led a really beautiful workshop for our members where they came out the other side with the path to get to their clear intentions for this year ahead. So notice here that I said intentions. I led a workshop so that our Stepmom Story members could come out with their intentions. Why did I lead a workshop for setting intentions rather than setting goals? Everyone sets goals in the new year, don't they? What's the difference? Why would I lead them through this intention setting rather than a goal setting? So the biggest difference between intention and goal setting, in at least in my mind, in my interpretation, this is just my thoughts, is that goal setting is a really left-brained, thought-based, effort-driven action. While intention setting is more guided by intuition and consciousness and the higher self version of you. So that in itself, that distinction in itself can make an authentic intention a bit harder to access because in order to get to it, in order to get to this intention, you've got to be able to turn off your thinking mind and enter into a state of feeling instead. And if you're like most people, then you'll know that most people spend 99 or 100% of their time held hostage by the tyranny of the thinking mind. And most people don't realize that there's a whole different experience. There's a whole different lived experience outside of thought. So many people, most people, in fact, spend 99 or 100% of their time completely disconnected from their bodies and the messages that their bodies are sending them. Because we, as a society, have become really detached from the way that we feel. So to be invited to return to the body, to hear what it's saying to you, can, for some people, feel very foreign or uncomfortable or weird or inaccessible. But our bodies contain so much wisdom. Our bodies are basically like a conduit in which higher consciousness can speak to us. 
It's like the proverbial antenna, the, the, the proverbial antenna to the universe's radio waves. Um, so your intentions are the feelings that drive your goals. Your intentions are messages from a higher consciousness that drive your left-brained thinking goals. So why, for example, why do people have the goal of getting married? Why is getting married a goal for people? Why do people have the goal of having a baby? Why do people have the goal of losing weight? Why do people have the goal of getting a specific job or having X numbers of dollars in their bank account? Why do you want to travel? Why do you want more quality time with your spouse? These are all goals that we set for ourselves. And and these goals are fine. These goals are fantastic. I want all of these things for you too. But have you ever stopped to consider why do you want them? Why do you want these things for yourself in your life? Why do you want these specific things? Why do these specific things act as goalposts for this dream life of yours? So probably, at least if you are like most people that I know, probably it's because underneath these goals, underneath the wanting, underneath the desiring is an intention. And for almost every person on this planet, the intention is to feel good. You want more quality time with your spouse because that creates connection and intimacy and that feels good. You want the kids to have structure and responsibilities and bedtimes and help out with chores because that creates more space around you and space, spaciousness feels good. You want the ex to be a better parent because then the kids will be happier when they come to your house which means less of your time and your resources are going to be spent helping them regulate their feelings, which relieves you of a big energetic responsibility, meaning you get to save more of your energy for yourself. And then you can invest that energy into hobbies or learning something new or career endeavors, which, yeah, It feels good. So you see, underneath the intention is always this motive to feel good, to feel better. And you can never feel better by looking at what is bad, by looking at what is unhelpful, by looking at what makes you unhappy, by looking at what is wrong with this picture. Abraham Hicks says, that you can never get sick enough to help the sick become well. And you can never get poor enough to help the poor become rich. So the answer to whatever problem that you're seeking the answer to right now, you can't solve it by getting yourself deeper into the problem or thinking about the problem more. You can never hate your way to happiness. You can never resent your way to connection. You can never begrudge your way to forgiveness. So, you know, 
maybe it's time to consider how can you get out of your head? How can you stop thinking? How can you get into your intentions? And then allow yourself, how can you allow yourself to feel as good as you're going to feel when those intentions manifest for you into your physical reality? If you're waiting for your happily ever after to present itself to you before you allow yourself to feel good, then you're going to be waiting for a very long time and you're going to be feeling really bad for a really long time. It's kind of like saying, I'm going to start running after I win my marathon. Now, I also have to be honest, you know, I I really couldn't have climbed to where I am at today without the really incredible guidance of some really amazing mentors, um, some really um, incredible spiritual teachers. Some of you, if you follow me on Instagram at the Step Queen, probably know that I'm working with a shaman right now. Um, And one of my biggest problems that I had when I was still stuck in my old stinking thinking was that I didn't have the personal awareness to see where it was that I needed help. Like, how was I supposed to get somewhere I'd never been before? The only place I knew how to get to was the mess that I got myself into in this first place. (laughs) So I really humbly am so grateful to my own mentors, my own teachers along the way who have shown me how to look into the deep, dark corners of my mind that I wouldn't have even known to look into without their guidance. And one of my most favorite mentors always says, different level, different devil. Different level, different devil. So like I was saying at the beginning of this episode, I'm, I'm, I am in a pretty intense season of life right now. I've got a brand new baby on the way. This role that I have taken on as Rory's mother <laughs> requires a whole lot of resources on my behalf. A lot of time um, has been dedicated to my marriage. And this is all while I juggle close to 60 clients. I'm training new step queen coaches, running a business, paying my taxes, paying my employees, running a team, building a house making tons of decisions around that. It's a lot, right? I make a lot of decisions and I have taken on quite a high level of responsibility for quite a lot of people. So this new level that I'm at now, it would have crippled me before. Different level, different devil. So I may have wanted all of these things, right? I may have told the universe that I was ready for I was ready to be a six-figure business owner, that I was ready to build my dream house, that I was ready to be a parent. But in retrospect, I only wanted those things. I made those things goals because I thought that they were going to bring me peace and happiness. The irony is that once I found peace and happiness where I was at before I had the six-figure business, before I had the great marriage, before I was a parent, before I built the house, finding the peace and the happiness before all of those things is what allowed the expansion for all of these other demanding yet amazing blessings into my physical world. And so I'll wrap up by saying, you know, if it is true for you right now that there is something going on in 
your step family relationships, whether that be in a specific relationship with one of your stepkids or your relationship to your partner or your relationship to your partner's ex or something that's going on in your career or in your personal life. If there's something that you would label as being a, a struggle or a battle or something that's not awesome in your life that you want to change, this episode is is your invitation to start coming at this issue, challenge, obstacle, or as I like to see it, uh, an invitation to grow, an invitation to do things differently, an invitation to evolve. My invitation to you is to accept this invitation to evolve. And again, you don't have to. But you could consider trying to come at it from a different way where rather than continuing to focus on the problem, continuing to focus on what's wrong and continue to focus on what is not working and what feels terrible and what's broken and complaining to your friends about what's broken or going in those nasty old free Facebook groups and watching everybody else complain about their thing that's very similar to your thing. Instead of, instead of surrounding yourself with the energy of the problem, instead of remaining as an energetic match to this problem, my invitation to you is to very simple, arguably not always easy, but simple regardless, tasks, to-dos. Number one, get clear on your intentions. And number two, become an energetic match to your best case scenario. And based on the laws of the universe, the universe has no option other than to meet you where you're at energetically. And this has nothing to do with, you know, I can hear people, I can hear, I can hear, I can hear the, the objections from here of people saying like, but I thought I was allowed to feel my feelings and I really do feel angry and I really do feel resentful and I really do feel burnt out. I thought I was, I thought I was supposed to feel that. I was thought I was supposed to feel my feelings. I thought I wasn't supposed to pretend them away. And this is not about pretending away. Hey, I need to be, I need, think I need to be super clear about that as well. You know, becoming an energetic match doesn't mean pretending that nothing is wrong. Becoming an energetic match means that you acknowledge how you feel is not the way that you want to feel. It's okay to feel angry. It's okay to feel sad. It's okay to feel jealous. It's okay to feel whatever it is that you're feeling that is resulting from whatever circumstance that it is you want to change those are all okay those feelings are all arising in your body for good reasons like I said before we have a problem in our society where we're super detached from our body so usually the only emotions that we're really present to are really uncomfortable ones that we can't avoid right like it's really hard to avoid the feeling of anger because it's such an intense bodily sensation so this isn't about bypassing or pretending 
that your feelings don't exist or pretending that your problems are not problems. That's not what it's about at all. Instead, you can refer back to just a few minutes ago when I gave the gave the alternative, right? With the same set of circumstances, I gave the alternative and I said, imagine you have the same set of problems, but you're coming at them from a different energetic standpoint. Instead of saying like, my relationship sucks or I'm going to be, my stepkids and I are always going to have this shit relationship and we hate each other and I'm super angry about it that can exist at the same time as you set the intention of relationships change every single day or I trust in the potential of creating connection I trust in the potential of creating intimacy I trust that the possibility exists for me that I can have a better feeling relationship. Even though things are tough right now, I trust in the possibility. I trust that the possibility exists for me that this relationship can feel better. So it's not about pretending. It's not about faking it till you make it. There's there's no faking energy. There's no faking your energetic alignment. It you can't you can't fake it right? You can say whatever you want inside of your head. But this is why things like affirmations don't work because we don't believe them, right? We say them, we can say them to ourselves in front of the mirror. We can say to ourselves in front of the mirror, I love myself and I think my body is beautiful and inside be having a visceral reaction because we don't believe it. So in order for this to work, you really have to figure out how to align yourself with an intention that really does feel true to you because there are 10 million ways to see the same situation. There are 10 million ways to see the same circumstance. There are 10 million ways to re- relate to the same circumstance. And that's really what this episode is all about, is inviting you to see the way that you are currently relating to your relationships, to your environment. And doing essentially a little audit on that relationship, doing a little audit on the way that you relate to your relationships. <laughs> so many, so many relates. How do you relate to the relationship that relates to the relationship of the relation? <laughs> so many relates. How do you, how do you relate to the relationship? How do you relate to your relationships? How do you relate to your relationship with relationships? I'll stop now before I get carried away, but maybe I already did. So, One, get clear on those intentions. And two, figure out how to become an energetic match to those intentions, a.k.a. act as if your best case scenario has already come true for you. Do not wait until after you have run the marathon to start running. And consider the truth that There is nothing that is created in you as a desire where the possibility of that desire becoming realized doesn't already exist. You would never be inspired to dream up something in which the possibility didn't already exist for you. That is a law. That is a fact. That is a truth not an interpretation. So if there's something that you desire, if there's something that you want, if there's something that you long for, that exists already for you in a possibility. 
the possibility already exists. So align yourself with the possibility. Align yourself with the energy of the possibility. Or don't. You know, the choice ultimately belongs to you. That's the beautiful part about this is that you are the expert of your own life. Only you can make choices for yourself and for your own life. So if the way that you relate to the way that you relate to the way that you relate to your relationships (laughs) feels not possible to change right now, then the intention police are not going to come and make sure that you are aligning with, with your intentions. The intention police are not going to come and make sure that you have become an energetic alignment. What will happen is just the result of the way that you feel will show up in your physical reality every single time. So the choice is yours. You know what choice that you need to make. You know how ready you are to make different choices or the same choices. You know. You know better than I do. I am but a messenger. And so you can take what you want from this episode. You can take what you want from this message and leave the rest behind. And remember that if you come back and listen to this in three or six months or a year, you're going to be listening to it from a completely different vantage point, most likely. You're going to be a different person, most likely. It'll hit different, if you will, when you come back and listen to it. So happy manifesting, happy vibrating, happy matching, (laughs) happy vibrating, happy vibrating. (laughs) Or maybe it's this one that said, ooh, yeah, happy vibrating. Alrighty then, that's enough of this solo jam. I'm going to get myself carried away here. Thanks for joining in today. I'll see you back here next week. Same place, same time. And if you are participating in the next round of the Uplifted Challenge, you should know, mark your calendars. We are kicking off February 24th for our first workshop. So if you're going to be participating, if you've already participated in the Uplifted Challenge once, uh, if you've participated in the Uplifted Challenge 10 times already. If you have no idea what I'm talking about, mark your calendar anyway. Follow me on over on Instagram at the Step Queen. February 24th is the first of three workshops. It's going to be our best one yet. I can feel it in my bones. We're going to change the world, us stepmoms. Us gals got to stick together. So thanks for joining. See you next week for another episode. And I'll see you on February 24th for the... I don't even know what number uplifted challenge, but it's going to be awesome. All right. Have a great week. Bye. I wanted to let you know about a special online mini training that I'm offering for free for a limited time. It's called Peace, Love, Stepmom. And not to toot my own horn, but beep, beep. It's pretty freaking awesome. Peace Love Stepmom will give you the exact steps to take in order to create more harmony in your stepfamily without feeling like you have to walk on eggshells or bite your tongue or ignore your own needs just to keep the peace. Because if you are listening to this, then chances are pretty good that you know there's a big difference between not fighting and actually feeling peaceful. To enroll in Peace Love Stepmom and get immediate access to this incredible online course, head to peacelovestepmom.com and sign up. It's totally free. You don't want to miss it. 
So go to peacelovestepmom.com to enroll and get immediate access. I hope this episode got your wheels turning and showed you just how powerful you are. I would invite you to take 30 seconds and tap subscribe to this podcast. When you subscribe to the podcast, then rest assured you will never miss an episode. And in no time, spinning your wheels will be a thing of the past. Thank you for listening and subscribing. And if you enjoyed this episode, it would mean the absolute world to me if after you subscribed, you jumped on over and left me a five-star review and better yet, a written review. I am on a mission to let every mom and stepmom know that you can create the life of your dreams. And I need your help to change the world. The world needs us. Thank you so much for subscribing and leaving me a five-star review. I will see you next week. For more behind-the-scenes action and to get really up close and personal with me and our beautiful step family, jump on over to Instagram and follow me at the step queen. Don't be shy. Send me a DM. Tag me in your posts, tag me in your stories, let me know what you're up to and what about the podcast has been blowing your mind. I cannot wait to get to know you better and Instagram is my jam. I love you so much. I love you so much. Make it rain, girlfriend. <laughs>